Hey, welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut. And every Friday, you will be joining me and the guys from Blockhead to cover the crypto Web3 space. I think there's a lot of development and we are here to try to give you a little bit more clarity on what is happening because there's so much information and some would say even so much noise in this space. So yeah, join us every Friday on this show, Blockcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Blockcast. I'm your host, Reggie, a.k.a. Your Chief Financial Coconut, and I'm back today with the crew. Hey, how's it going? This is uh, Tim, uh, Managing Editor at Blockhead. Hey, m- uh, morning, guys. Uh, happy 2023. <laughs> uh, I'm Mark, and I'm the CEO of Blockhead. Bro, you see in 2019. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so, back, back to the future. His, his wish for yeah. the crypto markets. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Oh! <laughs> Yeah. But how? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, everyone knows it's been crazy, like, But okay, how, how's your how's your how's your holiday been actually? Like, just kind of warm up. It's the first episode of the year. How's your holiday been? We took a break last last episode. How has everyone been? Did you go countdown? Like, were you were you stuck in a crowd? Uh, not for me, lah. I mean, I I was in um Bali taking care of like two really young and uh, energetic uh, babies. So. I don't know whether you would call it an, uh, a holiday or a, or it's more of an expedition. That, that, that is. <laughs> I love how you use expedition and not like work. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it is slightly different, but 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 it takes a lot of energy also. <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, but yeah, overall, I think it was. Uh, you know, uh, as the saying goes, right? It's a good time for reflection at the end of the year. Not that I really reflected. So what, what, what reflection? Things. Yeah, exactly. I was about to ask, like, what reflection do you have for us? Right. What what is what is something we should know? Like you, you attain some sort of nirvana, you know, some sort of breakthrough. You know, tell us, tell us what is a good reflection. A good reflection. Uh, um, you want a serious one or you want a, like uh, the stupid one? I mean, it depends on your standards, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, okay. I'll get, I yeah. guess I guess I'll just leave you guys with like you know, uh, start off with something I guess fairly, um, uh, not serious, but I guess hopefully useful, right? Um, so on optimism, right? You know, like this is something that we've been talking about. Uh, in uh, the past number of episodes, right? No, no, it's more like you only, bro. Timothy has been just like getting sadder and sadder. <laughs> about it. You know, it's just it's just like one one straight road down. It's only you. You are the you are the cheerleader at this point. Really, uh, I'm the cheerleader. Okay, then we are sunk already, yeah. right, dude. Like you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so what 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 I mean by this is that um, I think that remaining optimistic is um, not just. A, it's not, not just something nice to have. I think it's, you know, almost part of like our job scopes for the year, right? And I think that that is something fundamentally very difficult to do. Yeah. So, so, it, so it's one of the things that um, I am personally trying my best, you know, in how, how to remain optimistic and take a glass half full outlook, you know, to the various situations that happened this year. And I'm not just talking about work. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that's quite a breakthrough, huh? Uh, put it this way, lah. I mean, I tell myself this every year, lah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice. And Tim, what about you? Like, do, do you like holiday or? Yeah. Because you were the only one left in Singapore. Yeah, right? yeah. But, but, but no, I mean, I guess it felt a bit like a holiday after the past few weeks, like of non-stop. Uh, News Nonsense. coverage. Uh, I mean, Blockit was still going, but uh, thankfully there was much less to report on. Um, I, I guess everyone just needed a, a break, lah. Um, so thankfully there there wasn't uh, much, you know, big stories that needed to be uh, covered. Um, well, we'll see what happens for uh, you know, twenty twenty three. But um, well. For now, it seems like most of the uh, contagion has been contained. Um, really, you feel so? Uh, I mean, there's ju- there's just one uh, you know ch- chess piece left to fall, and that's uh, what we'll be talking about in our first story, I guess. Nice. So you want to take us through the first story? Wow, such a smooth transition, ah! <laughs> what amazing, beautiful. Yes, come, t- Tim, take us through the first story. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so the, uh, the 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 first story that I wanted to discuss with you guys, um, I, I guess that's the big topic this week is the uh, the showdown between DGC and Gemini. Um, uh, we've touched on this in in previous episodes, but you know things have uh, come to a head. Well, the backstory is that Genesis, which is owned by DGC, uh, DCG, um, they halted user withdrawals from its Earn program. This happened like right after FTX, so that's about fifty days ago. Uh, Three hundred forty thousand users were affected, uh, you know, and they have about nine hundred million in uh, funds locked up there. Um, what happened this week was that Cameron Winklevoss uh, of uh, Facebook fame, he's the co-founder of crypto exchange Gemini, he wrote an open letter uh, this week to uh, CEO of DCG, Barry Silbert, accusing him of bad faith and stalling tactics. Uh, basically, you know, um, we, we, we've covered this previously on Blockhead, um, and that's, there's a story out this morning as well, you can have a look at that. Um, it looks as though Gemini's earn program, basically, it's, uh, it, it just functioned as a funnel uh, for funds into Genesis. Genesis is actually the only approved borrower of Gemini's Earn program. So, oh. um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, basically, user funds are stuck. Uh, Winklevoss, uh, I guess he is doing this because he's expecting uh, you know, a class action lawsuit po- possibly from users. Um, yeah. Um, you know, right, right, right now... Uh, you know they are, they are nine hundred million dollars in the hole. You know they they've also been affected by 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 FTX. So you know, um, well th- this is still ongoing. But DCG has until January eighth to find a solution. Crazy, crazy. Okay, okay, I get it now. So essentially, Gemini doesn't manage their own money, right? They just come out with this campaign, and they they are like a top funnel at the top. To then collect money and then pass it down to Genesis to manage. Well, Gen- Gen- uh, Gemini is an exchange as well, but you know, yeah, like like many others, exchange. they have a, a, a yield generating program for their users. La. so users just lock mm. their funds away, earning you know a bit of yield uh, on the side. Uh, but it turns out that their only borrower was uh, uh, Genesis. Shit, that means they have. They, oh, they, they they took all the money just to pass to one person. Correct, but this is also spelled out clearly in their T T and C's. Uh. Okay, okay, okay. Well, okay. I think one, I mean, one thing to kind of uh, help the audience, I guess, contextualize this as well is that, you know, this is a class action arbitration, right? And what, what this really means here is that, you know, in an, the difference between an arbitration proceeding and like a, um, you know, your standard um, litigation proceeding is that whatever goes on in an arbitration is private, 
right? So like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that is being like slung around online now about you know like who acted in bad faith, you know like did um, Gem- Gem- uh, Gemini conceal their like you know in- in- insolvency, you know to its investors. Um, chances are we won't really fully, yeah, understand or see the facts simply because like the judgment will not be published. Mm. If it comes to that, okay. So, so that, that's that's one of the, the the I guess, the broad things to kind of, you know, understand about this situation first. Um, but it's not an uncommon practice because you know in in many situations like this, um, the parties will want to kind of will, will want the the dispute proceedings to remain private. Yeah, a lot of the arbitration court will mimic the court. But it's closed doors. It's exactly. a very cute one. Like even closed the doors, yeah. even the seats and everything, they they mimic the court, right? So it's just it's, it's but, but that's a that's a different story, right? I'm just curious, right? It it's like this is this is extremely common in like traditional finance, right? Where you have a broker, they run a certain service, and then they don't actually manage the funds, right? So they will they will put the funds, they will they will put the funds that they collected into another fund house to then manage. Right, but usually they don't they don't put one person la. But but anyway that's a different story. Uh, but isn't they, they like also collecting fees on this from users? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and that's and that's the part where I'm like, isn't crypto really about like going straight to the to the end product, like kinda cutting out the middle person, you know, not having concentrated risk, no trust, you know, like like is is there no it, has it not developed to a position where where you can allow for that? You know, um, like where where end consumers can go direct to fund managers, you know something like yeah, like a Genesis directly. I mean that's DeFi lah. That's DeFi, but mm, also mm. I think that if you're talking about a certain class of investors, so like you know like your between your accredited investors, institutionals, or like you know like you have your um, your family officers, right? Um, a lot of them are really you know there's a lot of dry powder on the sidelines, and they're really just looking to kind of like. You know, digital assets and crypto as an investment class, right? But in order for them to actually make these investments, right, I think that you know they've all started to realize that you know they need to catch up on literally ten years of education. You know, so a lot of them mm-hmm. don't really either they they can't be bothered or they don't have the expertise to actually really like you know like uh, look through some of these products. So I think that this is where like you know like the argument for achieve fees come in, comes into place, uh, because you know they 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 want. No, but I, you know, you look at the number of users and the total uh, amount of funds. These are not institutional investors that That's are affected. True also, yeah. You know, th- uh, these yeah, are like yeah. your mommy, daddy, true. and like you know, That's people um, trying to grow their kids' college fund and things like that. Mm. Luckily, you added the second line. Mommy, daddy is very, very suggestive. <laughs> you know, grow, grow kids' college funds. Okay, okay. You, you, you close the loop. You close the loop. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. You know, that, that's the that's the part, right? So, so it. it, it, it just now you guys were like swinging the word DeFi, right? Is D- how is DeFi solving this problem then? Like 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 I in, in other words, there's a certain class of providers that are managing my money that I don't need to go through an exchange, I can go straight to them, they can manage. Like how how the, how does that work? I mean it's it, it just functions as an automated uh, lending borrowing pool uh, with with with, okay. with set fees and um you know, all all, all these other um uh you know co- No, but Genesis was running a trading program right essentially i mean they, they were running an exchange yeah right yeah, yeah. so so no, gemini was running oh, sorry, the exchange yes, genesis was running a trading correct, program correct. essentially right so genesis is a algorithmic fund house in, in other words right they, they trade you know whether it's algo or like human algo that's a human ai right that's a different story <laughs> right so so um it's a um, 
they are fun house essentially, right? They 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 have a certain thesis and then they go about managing this money, and and that's the whole idea of how why people will put park money with Genesis, right? So that they can make more money in in this like trading idea that they have, right? Is that a fair statement? Yeah, and, and but they, they also mm. uh, were um, exposed, you know, to uh, Babel Finance, uh, the the crypto hedge fund that went bankrupt, Three uh, AC as well, uh, you know, yeah. mid last year. Um, you yeah. know, they 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 are they are in the hole for quite a bit, lah. Yeah, I mean, okay, I guess okay. um, a really good example, a very mainstream, a prominent example. Okay, I don't know whether this is mainstream, lah, but a very prominent example of the of a um, decentralized exchange platform would be Uniswap. I'm I'm mm. very sure, some, like you know, like uh, a good portion of our audience would have heard of them. And yeah. um, one of the key differences here is that you know, like. Um, when you trade or when you trade, when you execute trades on this exchange, right? Um, instead of using market ma- market makers, they they use like you know like liquidity pools. So, for example, yeah. liquidity providers, you know, they they are incentivized to provide liquidity, you know, by essentially making a percentage a percentage of um, the liquidity they provide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not discounting that whole like liquidity pool exchange model. We're, we're done with that. It's more like, why aren't people going straight to the fun house? You know, like why, why, why are you not? Let's say you wanna, you wanna trade, right? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you buying Gemini, earn program such that Gemini can then like charge a fee at the top, and then funnel the money to Genesis to trade? Why don't you go straight to Genesis? This, this, this really comes down to my first point. You know, like when I was talking about education where yeah, yeah no no yeah. so so I, I understand like why 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 can't you why can't you as a crypto person in, in the crypto space go straight to something like a genesis or, or any other is that i'm just trying to understand right is there no other way to go about passing your crypto do to go directly to, to go to, direct to a fund house in most cases yes. the issue actually yes. really is run of regulation because a lot of okay, these okay. funds right so like genesis for example you know they will not be able to take money directly from like the retail investor Okay, and like okay. in, in many cases, I think you see most of the licenses that like MES has been giving out over the past like, you know, like six months, right? Um, you know, they allow these platforms to do business with a certain class of investor, but I know that restricts like, you mm. know, like access to the retail investor, right? Mm. Um, but even then, I, I think that, you know, like, um, I, I think that this is just a, a, a function of how the industry is at the moment, yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. No, but this is very typical. Even it's typical, in, like, it's typical finance. Very, very, yeah, typical yeah very finance. typical and traditional finance. So, so nobody yeah. is trying to solve this. Nobody in crypto is trying to solve this, or, or like, isn't this like the same shit, different smell, like that? <laughs> oh, hey, what, what, what was our, what was our tagline the other thing? <laughs> same shit, different rapper. Uh, dog shit, different rapper. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, right? I want to buy that domain, right? What was the domain? Uh, yeah, but but you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like like this is the same problem, you know, with like fun houses, not. Not having the license to collect money directly, and then you know um, there's always a third party that then centralizes oh, the exactly. funds to yeah. pass to this person, yeah. right? Yeah. And then and then and then there's a risk factor there, right? So okay, okay. but anyway, yeah. So what 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 DCG uh, parent company uh, of of uh, Genesis was doing? You know they were buying a mixture of uh, its uh, GBTC, uh, you know, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, and and its mm. own DCG stock. Yeah, so it was. It was rolling itself in itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same with the FTX rubbish, yeah. right? Similar idea, right? And 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 so they they couldn't they couldn't liquid themselves. They couldn't get out of the the shit hole that they're in. 
Okay, okay. So then, what's the what's the what's the plan going forward? Then it's just waiting for arbitration, and then any any advice for our listeners? Right? Is it time to pull money out of all the exchanges? I mean, you know, if, like, if you had your money in Gen- in in uh, Gemini, your your funds are still stuck. Uh. I mean, it's too late. It's too late for that. <laughs> it's too late. Okay, okay. So it is a new year, new me situation. You start a new lah. Okay. So yeah, um, where's our co wallet sponsor, Mark? I thought you were working hard working for that. Working hard, yeah. So like you know, this okay. is why we are still feeling optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We need that. We need that. But yeah, uh, ho- uh, ho- hopefully this is the final phase of the contagion, lah. Hopefully, we can start okay. again. <laughs> hopefully, this is the end, and then and start again. New year, new me, new portfolio, new start, huh? Wow, very stressed, uh, Every year, every year like that. <laughs> Okay, so that is the first story, um, which is which is what it is. Hopefully, it's the end of all this contagion rubbish. Yeah, but the second story is, I think, what is extremely interesting, right? Like because mm. it is hypothesizing the future, right? So, Mark, tell us, tell us what what is happening in the second story. Well, I guess for the second story, we're going to look at you know like where does Bitcoin um, go from here, right? Uh, it being the barometer, the barometer of like uh, the the cryptocurrency uh, industry. Um, and, you know, I guess we have a few observations here to make And this could, you know, potentially inform your view of the year ahead Right So, I guess the first, the first point that, um, you know, it, 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 it is patently obvious to me when you look at the trend, right Like, uh, uh, it, Bitcoin has seen like a dramatic drop in price from, you know, a year ago Right, but like I think at this point we are seeing we're seeing a fair amount of stability, right in um, in the in the Bitcoin prices, right. Um, and to me, excuse me, from where uh, from where you see stability? Just wanna just wanna okay, get some so, color. So so what, what what I mean by this is this. Okay, yeah. if you look at right, if you look at global demand for Bitcoin right now, okay, it is roughly mm. equal to a level, right? That you know, like just a few years ago, right. You know, we were talking about it being like, you know, like, you know, so for example, in 2017, right, it, it, I think it was when it reached a similar price, you know, that's when we were, you know, like, um, that's when the world was kind of like really exuberant about, you know, the whole crypto industry, uh, the whole cryptocurrency um, uh, craze. And then like, you know, like we thought that it couldn't get any higher, you know, so essentially, right, what, what I'm saying right now is that like, you know, like this, if we look at all the different like busts and booms, right, like the floor has just been raised over the years. Mm. Okay, so, mm. so that's, that's the first perspective, right? Um, the second thing here is that also, I think it's important to realize that Bitcoin isn't just, you know, a number, right? It's really a measure of how much the world actually wants this thing, right? It seems that, and, and this is a point that we will talk about um, a bit later on in this podcast, right? But after each boom and bust, there are more people who want crypto than they were in the last bust. And this is just reflective of the prices. In the prices, mm, mm. right? So, so question, right? I, I know, I know, it has reached the last high, twenty seventeen high. You know, um, in other words, price today is the last high, lah. Okay, but um, how how do you know that you you are at the floor? I mean, you you are saying something like, okay, uh, we are oh, the floor. I, I, I'm you know, not saying that. Stable. I'm not saying that we are the, we are at the floor. Oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. So you're saying stable. You yeah, know, I, I'm, I'm not saying that we are yeah. at the floor. Okay, but mm. then like you know, I'm just looking at um, if you look at the historical data. Right, there have been okay. So like you know, two zero eleven, two zero one three, two zero one seven, two zero two one. Right. So these were like four times that like we saw a boom and bust cycle, mm. right? And then the every time this has happened, right, um, the floor has always been higher. So I'm not sure whether we're at the floor yet, 
right? But mm. I think the chances chances are good that like you know like we are going to see like a higher flow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So is that is that something about the the volume that's being traded that that you're looking at, or does does it matter? Is trade volume is trade volume important? I mean, yeah, it, it it does it does uh, reflect uh, you know demand uh, and and yeah. and the current trade volumes uh, are equal to what we saw in December twenty twenty, and, and and that okay. was you know and in an atmosphere of uh, irrational exuberance. Rational exuberance, <laughs> but but you know, um, I, I it can only come from you, lah. But anyway, yes, please please continue. I yes. mean. R- well, if 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 you look at it, at technical charts, it does seem like we are reaching a, a you know a cycle bottom for Bitcoin. There might be a new mm. low um, in, in the in, in in the first half of twenty twenty three, but you know, uh, ge- generally, um, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum should do well if the recession is mild, and it does look to be that way. You know, assuming interest rates level off in the first half of the year and 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 inflation eases, but those are big Tim, ifs. Tim. Yeah, uh, yeah, big ifs, right? Uh, 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 help, help me understand a little bit. Like, why, why do you, why do you believe like if interest rates stay um, s- stable and inflation eases, that that uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum will do better? Like, what is the what is the link? Okay, so this is just you know like um, I, I don't want to say it's like you know like to simplify this by saying it's macroeconomics one on one, but. Right now, I think no. The macroeconomics, there's no one. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, super not, it's, not, it's super complicated. Right? Not like, everything and, demand and supply. I will ban anybody that use demand supply in economics. Yeah. In, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, the context here is that when we saw, you know, like sixty thousand USD per Bitcoin, mm. right? That was mm. a that was just a function of like um, unprecedented quantitative easing. Okay, so like what this means is that like the Fed has never printed more money ever. You know, mm. and this was was a very very unique time. You know, really driven by COVID, and then they needed to drive demand, right? And so now, you know, like fast forward a year, uh, last late last year in Q three and Q four, like everyone was talking about how you know the Fed needs to do something to kind of to kind of control inflation, and to do this, they can really only do it in two ways, right? Like, or rather, like you know, like they they either you know like let it let inflation run wild, right, or they kill demand. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Right. How this actually they can really control impacts, supply. Yeah, control oh, that's supply. a different discussion. That's yeah, a different discussion. Huh? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, co- yeah, controlling supply also is another aspect of things. But um, my, and this is, this is, I'm by no means like, you know, like an expert, but like, you know, like my feeling or, or view is that <clears throat> they will need to reach some sort of middle ground, mm. right? So, so even if like the US goes into a recession, they are not going to let it create a, and one way in which that they can control demand is by raise, is by, um, Raising the interest rates. You mean reducing the interest rates? Yeah, reducing. When interest rates come down, it's, uh, it, it promotes spending. That's the idea. Correct, cheaper, cheaper to yes. spend. That's mm-hmm. right. No, as in to, to bring demand down, they raise interest rates. 
Yeah, to bring demand down, yes. yes. But but you're saying if it was going to a recession... No, I'm, what, what I'm saying is that if they want to control inflation, they will need to raise interest rates. Mm, mm. Right? So then this ultimately, this is what we, how this ultimately impacts, you know, like the price of Bitcoin is that like, there's simply a lot, there's going to be a lot less liquidity in the market. You know, like people yeah, are printing yeah. less money, people are spending less. Um, there's less discretionary income to be spent on like, you know, like alternative investment asset classes. Right? Uh, and this will I love how your with. discretionary goes into alternative yeah. investment class. Not not like buy a car or go for a travel. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> I, I got discretionary. I'm going to invest in alternate investments. But anyway, but, yes. I, mean, but um, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, so like, I, I don't dispute that line, right? I don't dispute that yeah. line that, you know, when liquidity dries up, a lot of these speculative assets have no thing, nothing to hold them to, right? Even even in like growth stocks, right? a lot Correct. of them have So like, have you know, pummeled, like, I right? would say so, that a very good reference, I mean, for other factors here, like, you know, if you look at the price of Tesla, like, you know, like about a year ago, and then like you compare it to it, Tesla stock, you know. Mm. Um, uh, obviously, it, I I don't think that the the valuation right now is reasonable. But I also don't think that you know like like what happened about a year ago when it was like you know like thousand plus for like you know like a share, you know like I think that that is a very similar thing that we are seeing with BTC as well. Okay, so so then I I don't dispute that line, right? I'm just curious why why BTC and Ether will do well if the recession is mild. Right, like, like if there's no recession, what we do? Uh, are, are you hypothesizing that if there's no recession, then uh, interest rates will come down, money will be more prevalent, and then they will flow into the crypto market? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? That's right. That's okay, right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Fair. Fair so point. So, like, you know, if point. the Fed, I mm. mean, like, decides to um, take a really aggressive, a more even a more aggressive stance this year, right, with raising interest rates, then you're definitely going to see, like, you know, like the price of Bitcoin um, mm. going down. I think that that's just like, you know, you, you can't fight the Fed. Do you guys yeah. happen to know who owns the most crypto? Like by, by demographic, by, by geography? Well, that, that's actually a really like, interesting question. Um, let me Google it. Yeah. <laughs> who owns the most crypto by geography? Like, is it, is, is it the Indians, the Chinese, the Americans, the Europeans? or? I mean, it's the US. Uh, I mean, uh, this is what this uh, worldcoin.org, uh, the, the, the recent uh, census... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. Cool. Good. Good to know. Good to know. Any yeah. last things to add? Then we're hypothesizing the future, right? By the way, uh, we don't have a crystal ball, so please don't mark us. There. It's just an interesting thought experiment. Is that a position we can take? It's an interesting thought experiment. Um. No, I think that there is some sort of thesis here, but it's not like you know. Oh. Obviously, we so so you can you can mark mark by this thesis. This is not investment <laughs> advice, right? But okay. I, I I think that you know it. This is just like any other thing, right? If the world really. Uh, um, I mean, the reason why you still see um, money in Bitcoin and why, like, you know, like, th- th- there's still, like, you know, a significant market cap for this, like, you know, asset mm-hmm. class, right? You know, it's just simply because, you know, the world wants an asset like this. They want to see some sort of digital store of value, mm-hmm. right? And, okay. and I think okay. that as long as it has that um, place, right, then um, that would direct my investment thesis in this particular area. Yeah. Nice. The, nice. Okay. The actual price action itself, I think that that is like you know, I think it goes to the point that Tim made. You know, like we were talking about macroeconomics. I think that that is a bit hard to predict simply because, um, yeah, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. Any last things to add? I mean, I mean, like the 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 strength of 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 Bitcoin does reflect on the overall crypto ecosystem. So I mean, it, you know. 
you definitely have to watch what's happening in that space. Uh, it, it does pro provide a barometer of, of, of the health of the market, I guess. Okay, cool. Then we will uh, continue to observe and, and see if, the, if this works, right? And, and I just want to clarify, I'm not, I'm not against that thesis, right? I think there is validity in, in how liquidity has some sort of correlation with speculative assets, right? I think it, and it's not just in like crypto, it's in growth stocks, and it's in many of all these like more like like uh, yeah, alternative, right? But I'm just amazed that if you have extra cash, you will buy alternative assets and not like a car or something, right? So, so Mark, yeah, very interesting. But yeah, so so that that brings us to the third story, which which <laughs> so so that that brings us to the third story, which I think is uh is interesting because it is a fundamental change that is going on, right? Third story is we are observing continued consolidation of L ones. So you hear you see Ether, Cosmos, BNB, and Solana occupy ninety percent of market share today, right? Up from seventy percent previously, right? And some people are saying there's a risk of uh, major products like major risk building up because more and more people are using the same chain you know but in my view I take it in a in a slightly different view because I do believe that eventually consolidation is like a natural habit of markets right when when something is good everybody goes towards it and then there's a flywheel eventually there will be a few major players that 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 stay around and then they will cons they will concentrate and consolidate amongst themselves. So yeah, that's an interesting observation. Anyone has any thoughts around it or and any other hot takes for for crypto and altcoins? Well, I mean, you know, S S Solana is in a bit of trouble um, mm. as we've been seeing in in in, in recent weeks. Um, you know, at the start of the year it was at one hundred eighty dollars. Uh, you know, earlier this week it was under ten. Um, you know, it, it, its fall and, and its initial rise arguably arguably can be credited to F, uh, FTX as well. Uh, SBF publicly supported uh, Solana, uh, you know, uh, in its rise. Um, and and now, now that SBF's empire has fallen, you know, it appeared, he appears to, to be dragging Solana down with him. Uh, you know, the, the, well, the token has, is, is down over 50% since the FTX scandal began. Comparatively, ETH and Bitcoin have fallen 21 and 18 percent respectively um mm. but you're right you know there's uh, you know right now we're seeing consolidation in l1s um the the thing is that you know that the, the handful of l1s that, that you've that you've mentioned you know they can serve about every use case imaginable right now so there isn't you know there isn't a need uh for 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 anything else uh, mm. But yes, you know there, there, there's a risk when everything is concentrated in in, in, in these couple of tokens. Uh. But um, well, we can talk about the merge. It was a huge milestone, um, and uh, I know we assume that some of our listeners are like, like we they know about this, right? They understand this thing, right? But but I know this whole L one, L two, L zero thing, right? It's like, it, it it can be a little bit like, huh? Right. So so maybe a quick quick run through like what is an L one. Okay, so th th I think before we get into like what uh, what is an L1 or an L2, I, th I think that it's important to understand um, the blockchain trilemma. Okay, so I know I know these are just really like you know like uh, it sounds like buzzwords, right? <laughs> it is buzzword. It is a buzzword. You're, you're always there. You're always there. It's okay. I don't blame you. Please continue. Okay, but um, <laughs> I uh, we did cover this in, in one of the episodes, but mm. I think in uh, it, it's worth repeating, right? Yes. So. Right, so like uh, it's just the blockchain trilemma is a widely held belief that decentralized networks, okay, can only provide two of three benefits at any given time, and these are decentralization, security, scalability, right? So, 
going back to like say like you know the example of like ethereum right you had um you know you had a lot of like uh security right there's decentralization right but it became very hard to scale simply because of like the proof of work mechanism okay mm. um conversely if you look at solana it's another competing l1 right they had decentralization they had scalability right but as we all know in the past like you know like number of years it's been hacked numerous times mm. so this this is something that like you know like when you look at all of the different l1s right each one of them is trying to kind of take a to solve this trilemma and then to fit in where like you know like competing chains right um can't mm. if that makes sense yeah yeah i mean, I, I i understand what you're saying yeah so so we we can we can talk a little bit about the ether and solana kind of situation because because essentially after the merge ethereum no after the after after ether went into like this whole like 2.0 thing things have changed right they can process the most number of transactions and all that so so we can we can go there in a while you know but before we go there i just want to get a bit of color like what is what is an l1 right? maybe for our audience so go- yeah. going to to what um uh an l1 is i mean that's just very simply it's just like the, the base infrastructure infrastructure layer right of a blockchain mm. platform so if you need to execute any transaction right like you know like on chain right you will need to use a layer 1 Mm. So it's like mm. essentially think about it as like the first layer, you know, like you you want to make a trade, you want to kind of like you know like um, um, execute like you know a smart contract, right? Like that goes into a layer one. Okay. So it's the foundational architecture. Correct. Okay. Right. So everything is then everything is then built on it. So if if I say that my my project is built on Ether, then Ether is my layer one. Essentially, that's that's the idea. right. That's right. Right. And then layer okay, two suggests it's mm. another layer. I mean, like uh, <laughs> it's another layer that's layered atop layer one. And really, the the point of most of these protocols, right, is just um you know it's optimization right so like you know like they reduce network congestion they lighten the load right and then like um it just helps to make things more efficient make make the transactions more efficient i think this is just the the neatest way to explain it mm yeah okay fair great 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 good stuff good stuff yeah. so then why is why is solana so interesting as a i mean there, there are a lot of people that are developing on solana you know as compared to ether but but then there's this whole situation that it is not doing so well so yeah Tell, tell tell us a little bit more like why is Solana interesting and is Ethereum 2.0 gonna gonna affect it yeah and all that I mean I don't know if it's interesting but the 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 thing is that you know it is still um it, it Solana still has the second largest developer community after Ethereum um you know it, it had a spectacular rise in 2021 its luster has diminished somewhat but you know it's the developer community is still um you know going strong um you know or, or everything that's been happening hasn't seemed to really have been able to kill off uh uh Solana <laughs> yeah yeah well, it's well, interesting look, like yeah. the, the luster of like Solana actually when compared to Ethereum right was that Solana was actually running on proof of stake for the longest time though. I mean it, yes. it not, not for the longest time as in it, it it was started as a proof of stake like you know like you know protocol right and yes. Ethereum was always proof of work right so so yes. um what this really meant was that like you know like like um for solana they could scale a lot faster number one mm. right it costs mm. a lot less right and it's a lot um i mean this is what what is alleged like you know it's a lot better for the environment as well yeah don't go the environment yeah. argument i hate yeah. that shit it's like yeah everything yeah. must go green these days yeah. but you know it's, it's, like, it's just marketing like, yeah, it's just fucking marketing mm. like, okay so yeah so yeah. What we're happening, what what's happening now is that like you know like you see Ethereum Ethereum going to proof of stake, and I think that that raises some other questions, right? Like you know like it could 
we went, we just went from something that um, was a bit more democratic and like you know like egalitarian, you know, where you know as long as you kind of like executed, like you know like if you were a minor, you you put in the work, right? You spend you spend the money on the on the on, the, um, on electricity, and you know you you would have the same kind of like you would have an equivalent say in the ecosystem. Right, mm. but in this case, you you generally have a situation where whoever owns the most gets the most say. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, so, and so this this is a, I would yeah. say one one of the issues here. Um, mm. Yeah, and that, that's why it's kind of like you know this trilemma problem, right? It's something that like it's quite difficult to solve. Uh. Yeah. 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 You, you, bro, it, you can't really have like a perfect, you know, a perfect uh, product or perfect a perfect um, ecosystem in my, in my opinion there will always be some inefficiencies yeah I mean I mean, whenever whenever someone comes out with a trilemma then it exists for a reason exactly. right? it must be a trilemma and also yeah. easy to solve well, you, you yeah. wanted okay, you, okay. you were asking oh. about what, why it's still exciting I mean okay you know right no, because I, I think I think the idea here is that you know um more and more people are building on a few specific L1s, yep. right? So there's there's consolidation here, right? It's, there was a period. No, nobody nobody starts at L1 anymore these days, right? It's, it's just crazy, right? It's like it's like there are already so many roads. Why you need to build more roads, right? The city is is a, the part that is interesting at this point in time, right? So so but what what is the situation like? Why are certain L1s more popular, and and is there still money to be made in like putting my money in like certain coins in the L1? You know you, you know you know I think that's kind of. It's kind of where where I'm curious about. I mean, I, I, yeah. I can't speak for like you know you know investing in certain tokens, uh, but um, mm. you know that there, there's still a lot of uh, you know building going on on, on Solana. You know, like at mm. least you know in the past year they've managed to to capture about a quarter of uh, of the NFT marketplace. Uh, you know, it, mm. it's uh, um, uh, you know it, it, it's 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 market share gains have. have had a lot to do with the fact that it's cheaper, faster, and easier to mint and trade NFTs on Solana, you know, as compared mm. to rival blockchains like you know, like like Ethereum. Um, Sol- Solana is also leading the way, you know, with uh, with its uh, Solana Mobile Stack, you know, which is like mm. uh, a new set of libraries for wallets and apps, uh, uh, you know, that that you know to create mobile experiences on Solana you know they 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 have a a smartphone that's in development uh an android mobile phone that is uh you know with with features that are you know very closely integrated to to Solana and um you know this is going to be delivered in early 2023 if uh you know if uh, the, the delivery timelines are going to be kept up. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say um, big caveat there, the, but the, interesting. The, the main the main advantage, uh, Reggie, um, for building on Solana at least before Ethereum went proof of stake was that um, it was a lot cheaper, a lot faster, mm. right? So mm. like if you were developing some sort of application or like you know like web free game, you know like you, you th- these are things that like you know like um, would be very valuable for like you know like just you know the end the end customer the end user. You know, nice, nice. Right, but then okay. now um, we're not sure, right? So I mean, like at this point, um, still unsure how the proof of stake is going to work out for Ethereum. But I mean, obviously, like you know, you see, uh, right now it's going to like, if I'm not wrong, about seventeen, eighteen times the market capitalization of like Solana. If I'm not wrong, still, mm. you know. Mm. So mm. That, that that's that's a part of it. But I think that if you were to ask me, like you know, like the the main advantage here of why it was Solana has always been called like the Ethereum killer, right? It's because of like scalability. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so fair, that is fair. that is the the more um, uh, from a tech, like a broad line kind mm. of like innovation angle, right? Like that's why you see, you you would see developers building on Solana, um, as nice. an investment, right? Um, 
Not sure. Not sure. But like you know, I would still okay. pick Ethereum. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that one is a long, long, long different discussion. Well, uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, okay. A lot more. Mm. You know. Uh, a, a lot more real world applications are being developed on on Solana uh, now. So you know, there there is uh, it, it does show potential for you know wider scale adoption. Mm, yeah, fair point. Fair point. And and so for for clarity's sake, right? Do do you guys find it a risk that more and more people are building on a few chains? You know, like it's no longer like oh, there's all these different options. You know, it's like a few of them are consolidating. Everyone is building on certain L1, Solana, Ether, BNB. Only a few, right? Is is it a problem for you as a as someone as an observer or as an investor or as someone reporting in the space? In other words, there's consolidation, right? there's uh, there's centralization, right? there are big boys in the game now, right? I I mean I I do have some questions. I don't know whether I would mm. I would characterize them as problems, you know? Yeah, yeah. So please. proof of stake, and then you have less, you, and you have less kind of like you know like um, viable layer ones out there. You know, it, it would just mean that we are essentially, you know, we're already reverting back to like you know like that centralized model where you have like you know like a. The, this this new industry is just really going to be owned by a select group of people, you know. Which mm. is, I don't really have a problem with that. Like, you know, this is just the way things are, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, this is just being a realist here. Um, where I think that there might be some problems, or like, you know, another question I have is that, like, you know, like just general security risk, right? Like, you have um, if more people are building on less platforms, on on less on fewer blockchains then it also becomes, um, I guess, a bit less diverse and secure in that sense. Mm. It's yeah. easier to hack. Easier more, to hack. More the, 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 the reward becomes bigger. The reward becomes bigger. Exactly. It's more consolidated. Exactly. Mm. But, okay. but okay. I mean, like, whether I have like, a fundamental problem with this, all this happening, no, not, not really. It's not a problem. I think that you know, like, it, it's, it's just um, this free market ideology being applied to this. You know? Yeah. Well, you 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 capitalist all uh. Okay, now yeah. that one's a long long discussion. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is just you know like it, when, when times are good. I mean, there's a lot of money flowing around. Then you you have like you know like all these like alternatives uh, But then like you know now and um, there's less money floating around. Then you, you just get to see like the more viable chains surviving, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair. Okay. We're good. We're good. Okay. Nice. We we went through three beautiful stories with limited coverage of FTX. I'm very happy about that. I'm so, sick of a, <laughs> I'm so sick of it, right? New year, we must have new stories, right? Great, great one. Uh, but any any uh, hot takes or any last things before before we close today's episode? But I think these are three good stories. Yes. No more FTX, okay? Very good. <laughs> okay, so no 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 discussion of the uh, of the Amazon uh, FTX series uh, currently in production. Wait, what's that? What's that? Amazon is uh, currently uh, producing an eight-part series on the FTX saga produced by the Russo brothers. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of what they did with Arrested Development. Uh, I think they've also done Avengers since then. Um, mm, mm. Yeah, but we, we, I mean, not, not, not much else news re- regarding, regarding that, but everyone mm. wants... Uh, Jonah Hill to play uh, SBF? Or Seth Rogen, Seth one Rogen. of the two. <laughs> yeah. Hi, hi. Okay, okay. Then who will play Caroline? Uh, Gen- Jenna Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, great. Amazon wishes, being uh, Amazon, <laughs> yeah. They 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 need James, Amazon. James Franco can play like you know like Caroline. I think it will work out as well. <laughs> no, but C- C- CZ is a central character as well, right? So like you know, who's right. gonna play CZ? CZ, mm-hmm. yeah. CZ. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all Asians look the same, right? So, like, you know, we can, you know... Hey, 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 that's not the house view, huh? That's not the house view. Henry Golden. 
Sorry guys, I'm just going wild right here. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, ignore yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, okay. Cool, I, ho- ho- cool, cool, hopefully, right. we'll, we'll, you know, the 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 sex tape will finally see the light of day, lah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, some of these things uh, end, uh, finally end. And for all of you that are still, you know, you could get Jack Ma uh, to kind of stand in for freaking like um, season. No, the thing they is, both, I, th- I think he will do it. Shape. The hit shake. No, is I the think same. is if you chill him, he will do it. Yeah. You know, I both, believe so. Like, he like can that. cameo, you know, yeah. if 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 you need to. I mean, right, so. if you guys are old enough to watch Mass Attacks, you know, you guys seen Mass Attacks before? <laughs> no. Okay, you guys. I mean, later on, you go and you know uh, I'm, Google Mass Attacks. I'm not. That, that <laughs> alien from Mass Attacks, right? It's just CZ and Jack Ma. The hit ship. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Shit. No, 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 but... but. But trust me, like Jack Ma is extremely interested in this. If <laughs> if they show him to do a cameo, and I mean he will do it, right? Yeah, to to come back to relevance. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> what a weird way to end the day. But it is what it is. Yeah, great year to great start to the year. I hope everyone uh, continue to do a little bit better this year, right? So we will continue to cover any other interesting things. Oh, DM us, talk to us, email us, and uh, very, hey, we must do our Reddit uh, very soon. Uh. Okay, let's let's do that. Yes, uh, right. Okay, yeah. it will be done. Then, yes, Mark uh, says it will be done. It means it will be done. <laughs> Timothy, look at him like, nah, nah, it will be done. Who is gonna do it? Right? Is it me? <laughs> so, so yeah, we will we will see you all around and uh, hopefully on our Reddit. Awesome. Okay, take right. care, guys. See, see you next ya. week, guys. Right, Bye. Hey, coconuts. So yes, uh, I hope you enjoy this new show that we're building together with the team at Blockhead and. Uh, the goal is very clear, right? We're not here to shield any token or be a cheerleader for any project. But we feel that there's a lot of development that's going on in this space that we could cover and continue to be a little bit smarter um, as investors. I mean, eventually, you tune in every week to a financial podcast network so that you can be smarter with your investments. And if it so happened, this is something that you're looking at, the crypto space, Web3, Metaverse, all these kind of stuff, then that is where we're trying to cover. But not from the angle of like, this is good, that is bad, but really trying to see from like what is happening how is it developing and I hope you find this useful and interesting right? so if you want to continue to get more coverage around the crypto space check out blockhead.co and then we will see you next week